When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, black and white sports fans. Happy Monday to everybody. Hope you guys had a very, very good weekend. We have a great show today and uh, Rhodes is here as usual. And I did post um, the link to this in the uh, community page because I don't think we're going to have notifications going. Oh, maybe not. Good morning, Mr. Matrix. Good morning, black and white sports fans. I never even considered the notification issue, but yeah, were we after 10 on our video yesterday? Yeah, yeah, we were. Oh, no. The first, I think it went out like 1045. Yikes. But okay. not a big deal. Not a big deal. We're just, uh, we will roll with it. Mick Walsh told you uh, it would be Rams and Niners. <laughs> okay, man, you were right. We're going to dive into all that, man, because this was the the absolute craziest craziest divisional round weekend probably the best weekend in nfl history outside of a super bowl because i I never saw anything like this i feel like roger goodell is sitting back right now like jabba the hut on some throne Mm -hmm. doing an evil laugh you know about the way this weekend turned out i mean it was let's face it when the nfl is good it is the best television program going. Yes. Not even not even close. There's not a close second. No. Um, it was and You saw uh, why. You saw why. It was crazy. It was phenomenal. It really was. Uh unbelievable. Um I'm sure we'll get into every game, you know. Yeah. Uh we Listen, ran we'll, we'll we, try. We'll try. We ran the gambit of where games were played we got one in tampa we got one on the frozen tundra mm-hmm. we got one in kc and um man saturday night it was so it felt so yes. old school it was awesome. yes it did yeah. yeah it was completely crazy and um actually uh text roads that uh man it feels like a changing of the guard in the nfl even though Patrick Patrick, Patrick Mahomes won the game, he's still young. But you saw the emergence of young quarterbacks in this postseason here. You really did. Yeah. Um, now, uh, look, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably part of the guard that's changed. <laughs> he is. You know? He is. But there was there was a great stat um, that was put out yesterday. This is the first uh, season since twenty eleven to not have a championship game with either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Think about that. And we know that's that's mostly because of Tom Brady. (laughs) But Aaron Rodgers has been to five of them, if I'm not mistaken. Right. 
But it's something about this postseason. It does still feel like a change in other guard. We're going to get into Tom Brady, too. We don't know um, what's going to happen with him. We'll talk about uh, that as well. But uh, let's acknowledge the chat here. We already talked about um, saw, um, our old buddy um, Mick Walsh. Uh, Kathy Johnson is here. Uh, Ponch Stelter, Stelter Boy is here. Uh, Black and White Network, that was Rhodes. Mrs. Rance is here. Uh, Joe Bob Tarhill, channel member Adam Washington, and also guys, please become a channel member. Help support us. You get access to um, live streams. We're gonna have a member live stream this Saturday, uh, by the way. And also, you get to watch all of these shows after it's done, uncut, because we know everybody can't actually make it out for um, the live stream. So click the join button. Uh, Chad Phillips is here. John W. Uh, Doc Holiday 07, Luke Stone is here. Thank you all for coming out. So, um, man. Got a couple oh, other channel you. members I forget, in here. I forget yeah. that you can uh, yeah. Yeah. do that. Seven JC Diva and, of course, Mick Walsh channel members. I, I want to make sure we grab them out of there. So. Right. How is it going this morning? Let's let's rock, man. Let's do this. Okay, let's man. Let's do this. People are wondering let's why we it. only people are wondering why we only have sixty five people watching. It's because we did not have a notification available for this live stream. So yeah, we're, but we did, we're doing we did, it old school. Yeah, but we did um send out I wish YouTube would make an exception for live streams. Right. Right. It was, I wish they would, but have to drop videos, um, no reactions to the games, that kind of thing. So you only get three a day. We ran out. Yep. So got to deal with it. So let's just go ahead and rock and roll, man. Smash the thumbs up button, share the live stream. That will definitely help uh, to let people know we're actually out here. So, and make sure you also have enabled all notifications as well. So when you want to start roads, I mean, ha. <laughs> My mind is just still blown away. That's up to you. We can either start with the first game and, and well, go what was to the, the first end game, game? Or, uh, Bengals and Titans. Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which by Bengals the way, and Titans? My I God, the Bengals. <laughs> I, picked I picked the, the Titans, but I remember I had no confidence in that, and you saw why because, um, man, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I did a rant video on him, guys. I saw that. You, you're not as high on Tannehill as I have been in the past, I think. Um, well, well, think of this. We probably witnessed something that was a first in NFL history. His first pass was an inter- interception, and that led to points for the Bengals. And then his final pass was an interception that led to the game-winning field goal. Yeah. He yeah. was not good. Yeah, I remember one of uh, Tom Brady's last passes with the Patriots uh, that ended a playoff season was a pick six. Yeah, that, his that was final, a couple of final three years ago. I, his I final think. throw with the uh, with the Patriots was it his final throw? I thought it, w- it, it was his, final, his throw. final throw. It was yeah. it was his final throw against against the Titans of all teams at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks like somebody thinks we're getting a rematch. Uh, yeah, from super chat here. The artist formerly known as Woke Hogan $5. Uh, 
Uh, Niners versus Chiefs Super Bowl. Mahomes wins another Super Bowl. And Zoomers start calling him the GOAT again. Yeah, they probably will. And we're not going to give our pits right now. Uh, we'll wait till Friday. But just so you guys know, Rhodes is a 49ers fan. And this is the matchup he wanted. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. We'll make the official pits on um, on Friday. But um, where were we? Um, Tannehill stinking up the room. Yeah, stinking up the joint. Three interceptions uh, in the game. I don't know why. I don't know why I picked them. Well, I'm going to tell you why. The Titans had a really good defense, and that showed up. It showed up. If you yeah, were, it did. If you were a Tennessee Titan defensive lineman, how pissed off at Ryan Tannehill were you after that game? They sacked Joe Burrow nine, nine times. times. Nine times. And think about that. He They showed up, sacked him nine times. By the way, the Bengals better worry about their offensive line play. Joe, Joe Burrow's going to get killed back there. Yeah. He already got knocked out with an ACL last year. Um, they've got to get better line play Go, after free agency and with the draft. That need, that needs to be the Bengals' number one priority is, is shoring up that line because I'm going to tell you, he's a hell of a young, good young quarterback. Yes, he is. And yes, he is. He is not um, – man, you listen to him talk. He talks a lot like a veteran, and I don't think – I don't think any of these moments feel too big for Joe Burrow. No, you know, no. Some of that probably comes from playing at LSU, going undefeated in college, winning a national championship, and having that, you know, people don't realize, of course, we're in the South, and I'm a big college football fan. Uh, LSU is a pressure cooker of an environment from a fandom standpoint. They expect LSU they expect it every year to be in the national championship hunt. Um, mm-hmm. So he he knows what it's like to play uh, under pressure, and then he's got Chase, who's also from LSU. So I don't think these games feel too big to Joe Burrow or to, or no. to Jamar Chase. I, I don't yeah. think any of the QBs in the, that are remaining, I believe they the, the moment is not too big for these guys. Now, we did see... Um, Jimmy Garoppolo struggled. He's actually struggled really in these playoffs, but he did make some plays. Um, he made some big throws and he, he made some big throws. He did. Well, he's made big throws three consecutive games at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. He made very big throws to get him yeah. in the playoffs at the end of the Rams game in the regular season. Right. I then think he made all big of these quarterbacks made big throws. And Mahomes um, did. Um, Matthew Stafford, we'll talk about him, about him. He did. Well, and I yeah. don't know if it was the weather or what, but, you know, they were showing Jimmy G's stats, and he was two for seven. But he hit George Kittle yeah. perfectly for mm-hmm. 25 yards, and George just dropped the ball, like inexplicably dropped the ball. And Brandon Ayuk, he hit him in stride. And he mm-hmm. just dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, so his I mean, stats even, in the first half were skewed because of drops. You even had losing quarterbacks that delivered bit time in the clutch. Josh Allen. 
His he, stats are unbelievable. I mean, what he did to give the the bank give um the Bills the lead that was clutch and bit time. He never got the ball back. Tom Brady enough said we know about him. He didn't get the ball back either. We, we know his resume. Even the losing quarterbacks delivered in the clutch when they needed to. That's how crazy this weekend was. Crazy. And we we do need to when we get around to really talking about that game. We do need to have a little bit of a conversation about the overtime rules because that's big news yeah. this morning. Yeah, people I are know. livid. Danny Cannell pissed off. They Eman- they should Emmanuel change Ajo, the rules man. for the playoffs. First I, of all, I'm gonna say this: I hate the 10 minute overtime rule because I don't like games ending in ties. You've been seeing ties because of that 10 minute rule. Now in the playoffs, it's 15 minutes, but. Honestly, they should just get rid of the get rid of the clock because I don't believe it should just end like that if of if a team scores a touchdown. But we'll, we'll get into that. It's too far. Okay. Let me read okay. these uh, super chats here. Uh Felistron, five dollars feels great to be a Bengals fan. Now Joe Burrow has twice as many wins as Dak Prescott, no offense. Yeah. Dak has one playoff win and Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals has two. Thanks for rubbing that in. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, the artist formerly known as Woke Hogan for $5. If the Bengals don't spend uh, big on offensive line this offseason, just fire the GM right then and there. They have no excuses. Well, and that's what you were talking about, the offensive line. It's, 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 not a, it's not a quarterback draft coming up. So, you know, of course, you're deep in the playoffs now. So your draft pick's not going to be great anyway, but maybe you can grab some offensive line help in the draft. I would certainly be looking at guards and tackles, I guarantee mm-hmm. you, in the draft. Um, but, yeah, I'd take a look in free agency and see who you could grab, but they got to do something for Joe Burrow. He's getting murdered back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, the next game was – who was the next game after that? Oh, the Niners and the Packers. Yes, the Niners and the Packers in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And literally, I do mean frozen. <laughs> literally, yeah. It, it, it's funny, you know, that a West Coast team got better as the weather got worse, and the team that actually plays in those conditions, they got worse. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. guys, I've talked about this on Sports Wars. After that opening drive, I text Rhodes, and I believe, or, or maybe you text me. You were saying, man, if this keeps up, the 49ers are going to get blown off the field because of that open, opening drive. Well, it wasn't even the opening drive. It was the opening drive in like the next four drives where they just had us. It was on and well, they off got the a, field, They got a turnover on, the, on the next drive, though. The yeah, second pack I of mean, drive was a turnover. It it but the the Niners couldn't go anywhere. They weren't moving the ball. They were they were, and I was like, "This is yeah." They were they were dead in the water. Bad sign on offense. Jimmy G didn't uh, complete a pass in the first quarter. No, no, he didn't. And uh, like, well, he had a couple of bad drops, like we was talking about. Yeah. Uh, but he showed up at the end of the game and made the passes when he needed to. Yes, he did. Um, man. Richard Sherman came out to uh, to Niners fans and said, "Be careful about what you wish for getting rid of that dude. 
because he wins playoff games. You may his numbers aren't pretty, but mm-hmm. he wins games at the end of the day. Um, yeah, his numbers in the in the, in these playoffs have not been that good. No, they all. haven't. They haven't. Uh, he, and honestly, goes, he's going to have to step up more if he if they're going to win a Super Bowl. It just goes to show you a lot of it has to do with when you make the right passes. You know, it, yeah. it, if as long as you make the right passes at the right time, you can win games. Um, but it was look. I picked them going in. I mean, yeah, I get it. I'm a Niners fan, but we play really good defense. We got mm-hmm. a great front seven, and we run and I the ball. Too. And we run the ball. And, I mean, you can't ask for a better situation going into, you know, negative or uh, 10 degrees and negative three windshield. Defense running the ball. And what was amazing was our – special teams had been atrocious all year long look hightower that 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 special teams coordinator he was getting fired after the season he was going to be gone we had been he may get an extension now (laughs) and then of all things special teams actually picked up the slack for the 49ers shocked everybody couldn't believe it you know, it it's absolutely amazing. Um, I knew if our front seven could put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, we could win the game. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we got the matchup we want next week, and we, we're not getting into that right. now. But yeah. um, look, what does this what does this do? Because we can talk about the fact that Aaron Rodgers wasn't great on the field, blah, 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 but the defense was really good for the Niners. Right. What does this do to Aaron Rodgers' mindset when it comes to the Packers? What do you think? Well, think of this, man. He's not just losing these playoff games. He's losing them at home. He lost last year to the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers at home. When the Bucks left them back into the game, uh, this in this game here, he couldn't deliver more than ten points, and even his um, biggest defenders are crushing him for only scoring ten points at home. I saw a he's statistic. had a lot of home, he's had a lot of home playoff losses. Well, I saw a statistic the other day that was pretty amazing, but even. Going back as far as the end of Favre's era, there plus Aaron's, mm-hmm. they're only five and four at home in the playoffs in the last nine mm-hmm. games. And people were talking about, and that's mostly we, Aaron Rodgers. Do we remember when mm-hmm. going to Green Bay in the playoffs was Man, a no-win situation? When when Brett Favre was there, it was, it was almost impossible to win. It was a wrap. I mean, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the year the Packers won the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys had to go there. And you guys know how great the Cowboys was. They lost there. I think I think that's what happened uh, that season. It was an impossible task to go up there. Now, those weather conditions, man, honestly, I don't see – I believe it was three degrees – uh, during that game the other night. I don't see how anybody can sit in the stands. Now, I'm saying this as a native Texan. 
we got to uh, five degrees last February during the uh, winter storm. And I, I don't remember ever being that cold in my life. Imagine sitting out there in a game with snow at th- three degrees. I don't see our players and they don't wear anything on their sleeves. Uh, of course, uh, you have hand warmers, but that don't really help. I don't see how they play in that. Right there. That was what started. Oh, yeah. I remember That's that. That's what started it. Yeah. Michael Vick with that incredible run to the end zone. That's right. That's what started it. Um, then you had Eli going in there. That was the Tom Coughlin, my face is frozen game. Yeah. That was the uh, 20, 2012 playoffs. Yeah. When the Packers it, were 15 and 1. Oh, yeah. They were the favorite going away. Absolutely. Right. And they lost. Yep. Uh, man, it, man, the, the mystique of Lambeau Field is maybe it's just gone, man. You know what's weird about that? Uh, Matt, Lef- uh, Matt LaFleur is a direct descendant of that Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, that Mike and Kyle Shanahan tree. Mm-hmm. But, boy, the Green Bay Packers don't play like the Niners, you know, and they don't play like those old Denver teams did that Mike Shanahan coached. Um they just don't do a great ball, uh, a, a great job with that zone running game. You know, they, it, it seems like there's, there's, they have something against running the ball. And in fact, I got a little worried because that large back they got, the real big guy, Dylan, he was running the ball through the Niners, uh, front seven, but then he got hurt. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, I don't want to see anybody hurt, but I'm glad he's out now <laughs> because mm-hmm. he was Aaron Jones was not he was not carving us up in the running game, you know. Ooh, yeah, that's Mick right. Walsh two two euros. Even Kappa will beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Well, the problem is, is the Niners just got the Packers numbers. Aaron Rodgers is zero and four against the 49ers in the playoffs now. Well, unfortunately for him, he has run into uh, some very, very good defensive San Francisco yes. teams. I mean, those hardball defenses were great. I mean, great. Willis, yeah. Bowman, uh, I, I mean, there he was just going to have a hard time beating those defenses. And um, this defense, the front seven, the, the secondary is trash. It is trash on the Niners, but that front seven Mm. is a beast. It's a beast. Well, that's how you protect the wheat secondary. Yeah. Your pressure up front. That's right. That's what you got to do. The next game was um, the Rams and the Buccaneers. Now, if there was a game that was looking like a blowout because it was a blowout at one point, it was that game. And the Rams match up very, very well with um with the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers offense was dead in the water. They got down twenty seven to three. Boy, it it had the making of the Super Bowl against Atlanta. I mean, Matthew Stafford comes out hot, smoking hot, scoring left and right. Um, they got they went up uh twenty. I can't remember the scores. I think it was twenty to three. It was twenty. 
It was twenty-seven three at one point, but uh, it was halftime. What was the halftime six score? At one point, I think twenty-seven yeah. to six at one point. Well, it was twenty-seven three. Then they kicked the field goal. Yeah, it was a uh, twenty twenty um seven to to six. And at the same and the time, the Rams did. Neither one of us was willing to concede that game. We were both. No, like, I knew something was telling me. And uh-uh. when you got number twelve on the other side, you're always in the game. You're always going to be in the game. And the Rams did everything to lose the game. Everything. It was like the moment was like way too big. I mean, fumbling. When Tampa Bay scored and made it 27-13, it was like all of a sudden, all the air got sucked out of the room for the Rams. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, no. It was like, Rams players on defense literally started having flashes mm-hmm. of Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons going through their head. I mean, you could feel the game just turn, and all of a sudden it was on the Rams. It was like, holy crap, the pressure just, just, I mean, it was like a ceiling fell in on the Rams defense. And it was like, oh crap, Brady's coming now. Brady, Brady is about to. Uh, put pressure on us, and they couldn't stop him. I mean, all of a sudden, they couldn't stop no. him. But I've got a massive, you know, I'm going to say something that's not going to be very uh, popular uh, because he's a jerk. I don't like him. Um, he showed his ass after the Bucks lost yesterday. But I can tell you right now, the Bucks don't lose that game if Antonio Brown is playing. They don't lose that game. They, it was so obvious they needed him at receiver yesterday. They don't lose that game. I'm just, I'm just letting you know right now. That's why Jay, uh, Light down there, the general manager, did not want to just out and out cut him right away. Antonio Brown was a huge weapon that was not on that team yesterday. He was I, a huge I mean, weapon, but let, just I'm, keep I'm it not going to go there just yet. Oh, I am. They're, they're, look, those other two receivers, Johnson and, and Miller, they are trash compared to Antonio Brown. Well, trash. of course. Okay? Of course. They, they, they had no Chris Godwin. They needed Antonio Brown lining up across from Rob Gronkowski. Plain and simple. But, but the at Rams the end of the day, Rhodes. The Rams weren't they, intimidated by nobody out there on the outside. Nobody. But at the at the end of the day, they lost that game because some kind of insane, stupid way, they left Cooper Cup wide open. I get it, but what I, I'm saying I, is, I, I just don't get that. To, uh, what I'm saying is, it it would have never got to that point. The Bucks would have put. Yeah, more I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. To begin with, yeah. Right. Yeah. I they, understand what you're saying. Antonio Brown is just such a threat. He's such a threat. Mm. He draws attention. And but also even, the pa- the pass defense for the Bucks have been a bit shaky most of the season. I mean, let's just go back to last year, Super Bowl run, eight catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. Two years earlier in the playoffs, this is just his playoffs, two years earlier for the Steelers, three games, 18 catches, 309 yards, and two touchdowns. I, I mean, you got to have somebody out there besides Gronk. Yeah. 
running a, down the seam all the time. I mean, yeah, Mike Evans is out there, but you don't have a chain mover. You know, you need somebody. Like, in mm-hmm. other words, where he needs a Julian Edelman. That's the way Brady runs his offense. He needs a Julian Edelman kind of guy. Fast, get out in the break quick, boom, get the ball out real fast. He's got that super quick release. Um, Again, I don't like Antonio Brown, but we're talking strictly football here. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think it it showed up. And I noticed, I don't know what, Mm -hmm. who the player was, but one of the Buccaneers came out and acknowledged. Yes. He said we had a lot of internal, internal issues, that kind of, he didn't name anything, but we knew it was Antonio Brown. We knew that. But also the Buccaneers, I'm going to say this about them. They did themselves no favors whatsoever getting idiotic personal fouls. Tom Brady even got one. Now Tom Brady right. had a right to right. a right to be upset because he got that should have been a uh, a penalty on the uh, on the Rams because they hit him upside his uh, upside his lip his lip was bleeding and he got pissed off that he didn't get a flag I mean he sh- that should have been a flag but he wasn't the only one I mean there was a couple other players too a couple of fifteen yarders and they just shot themselves in the foot that led them to getting in a hole in that first half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just felt like the whole game, I was like, up until midway, no, it wasn't even midway. It was around the three minute mark left in the third. That, that Buck, Buccaneers offense felt like it was just stuck in quicksand. Yeah. It was just dead. They had no, it was just really dead. Move the chains, keep the chains moving, keep the ball out of the Rams' mm-hmm. hands. And look, I think me and you both have to acknowledge Matthew Stafford's been lights out. Yes, he was. I was, I was, he was very, very close to being, um, Matt Ryan. He was that close, but those last two throws, man, that was bit time because it only took two throws to get him into a uh, field goal range. Cause I believe there was uh, what? 40 seconds on the clock. Something like yeah. that, 40, 42 yeah. seconds left on the clock. And he was bit time. Bit time. I got to give him credit uh, for that. Even though the one guy you cannot leave wide open, the butts left wide open, Cooper well, Cup. Well, there's been an acknowledgement from Bruce Arians about uh, oh, I saw that. About that last play. They blew the play. Okay, and they blew the play because it was a house blitz and the house didn't come. He had he had guys that did not rush the passer that was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And and he said he doesn't but, know. But what, also he doesn't know also, what happened. This is one thing but, this this is one thing he probably shouldn't have done. He probably shouldn't have blitzed as much because who is number one against the blitz? What QB? Number one QB rating against the blitz. That'll be Matthew Stafford. Well, that they would probably one, blitz way too much. That would be one Todd Bowles, who's probably yes. about to get a head coaching job somewhere. By the way, yeah, and I like I like Todd Bowles. I do. Yeah, I actually like him. I mean, you gotta um, you gotta respect the uh, the stats, man. I mean, what was one of the reasons why teams never blitz Tom Brady? Because he was the best at the blitz. 
No, those Giants, they had a great front seven. Those Giants only rushed uh, four. They never blitzed him because he would just eat them up. Eat them up. Uh, Michael Amato with a $10 super chat. Good morning from Philly, my guys. This will be unpopular. I saw a ton of poor football all weekend. Every game had very poor fundamental, and Sunday's game turned into Tecmo Bowl. NFL is a bad product. Is he talk? I guess he's talking about how. Well, look, like a like Josh Allen was able to just go right down the field, or you know, Patrick Mahomes. I I'm not gonna get mad over this because, to a point, he's absolutely right. To okay. a point, he's absolutely right because look, I like some defense. Okay, in games, <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. I like seeing. Like, in other words, of all the games that were played this weekend, and, and let, I'm just going to say, let's say the Bucks and the Packers played Saturday night. That is the look and feel of a football game I want in the playoffs. Cold, defense, breath just blowing in the air. I mean, mm-hmm. at some point, it's like, you know, don't get me wrong. You want the it ice was, bowl. <laughs> it was, it, it, well, not even to that extreme, but. I'm watching Allen and Mahomes, and I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. But can anybody make a defensive stop? I mean, True. it's just, I, I mean, I'm like, look, this, I understand is, not, what you're saying, man. this is not supposed to be the arena league. Yeah, and I you guess, know? you know, that kind of that kind of brings us into the last game with the, uh, the Bills and the Chiefs. We only need to talk about the last two minutes because there was, what, four lead changes that nobody can make a stop? What was it? 25 points in two and a half minutes. It, it was just completely insane. Now, I said four because um, the fourth one actually came in a regular, in, a, in overtime. Yeah. By the yeah. coin flip. And we could talk about the overtime rule, too. That was just fireworks. It looked like you were playing uh, Madden back in the day. And you just throw those, uh, throw it to the wide out. You just go up right. and down the field. It looked like Tecmo Bowl with Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was unstoppable <laughs> yeah. on Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, on Tecmo Bowl. I mean, it was like, good grief, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. like somebody make a stop out there. Anybody. And, and I mean, yeah, even when Allen threw that touchdown pass, we were both like, uh, 13 I seconds left. I, I yeah. said no, no lead is safe. Yeah. No lead yeah. is safe. I was like, yikes. I just don't know about that. I don't know if it's gonna be gonna gonna be that safe. And it wasn't. Mahomes went out there. Hmm. Uh he played a hell of a game last night. And you know, maybe he's a little more mobile than I give him credit for because I've always considered him to be sort of a scrambling quarterback and a guy that could get away from a defender. And a guy that could occasionally move the chains for, you know, run for eight yards and get a get a, mm-hmm. a first down. He had a run last, yesterday, I believe, was like thirty three yards or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Towards the beginning of the game, and I was like, "Damn, okay." He pulled the 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 ball down and just uh, took off. By the way, Dallas Cowboys, that throw to the end zone to win that—that's how games are supposed to end. Yes, you need to take a shot. I I test Rose about that because the Cowboys were like on the 40. And Josh Allen threw that pass probably a little bit closer. But um, 
He, he made would, the play. He went to the end zone. Probably a bit too early, considering, you know, Patrick Mahomes went right back down. But, yeah. I don't at least know they took you, a shot. I don't know what you do. And this is, a, this is not about the Cowboys, but I don't know what the Cowboys do about Dak. He, he's just solid enough not to get rid of. <laughs> I mean, that's because you got to have well, a you got to have a better option. You know, the, cow, the Cowboys got all of the all the talent you want. The Cowboys, the problem is they have a culture issue. That is the main problem. Jerry Jones has stacked this team with talent for years. Jerry Jones is almost 80 years old. Jerry Jones still knows how to draft. Now, with a little help from Steven, sometimes Steven got to step in and say, uh, no. We all agree that the Micah Parsons pick was probably the best pick in that draft. Probably so. I te- I texted you, remember, when they made the pick? I texted yeah. you, I said, y'all just got the best defensive player in this whole draft. And he was yeah. an absolute monster this year. Um, yeah. So, we're going into... Who do we have? We got uh, the Rams and the Niners, and we've got the Chiefs and the Bengals. Yep. Yeah, we're not making that. We're not making a pick till Friday, though, right? Yep. yep Friday. Okay. okay. Well, we'll 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 save that. On a side note, um, and we can just talk about it in a second since we uh, brought up the Cowboys. Troy Aikman absolutely obliterated the Cowboys towards the end of last week. Did you see what he said? No, I did not. I know you put up a video on Newsbreak. I don't think I saw it, though. I did. He destroyed the Dallas Cowboys over their culture. Absolutely destroyed them. He said, at the end of the day, the Cowboys are no better than the Jets and the Jaguars. That's exactly what Troy Aikman said. So they are the Jets and the Jaguars with more talent. And he said, I know people in that organization. And he said, they absolutely say, quote, it's dysfunctional every day in that organization. Well, he, there's he nobody that invokes them. fear. There's nobody that invokes fear. Jimmy Johnson invoked fear. With all that talent, he invoked fear. Now, of course, he wasn't going to cut Troy Aikman if she fell asleep. But Jimmy right. Johnson was an enforcer. Pretty no much everybody trail. else he's yep. The what was the problem with um Jason Garrett? Oh, it's okay, guys. It's okay. Coach clap. Just clap. It'd be all right. Yeah. Nobody yeah, feared Bill, Jason Garrett. Bill Parcells, uh Jimmy Johnson would lose their minds on their players. Yes. They would. And there would be Jimmy, repercussions. Bill Parcells and Jimmy Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells would have never made that play call. Never, not in a thousand years. Not in a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I saw that and I was like, wow. But evidently, Troy's got a pretty bad relationship with uh, his relationship's not great with Jerry Jones right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, note to yeah. self, Troy, uh, Dallas Cowboys, Troy Aikman has met, now made it public. He would like to consider taking a front office job with a team. Hmm. Dallas. Dallas. You got your ears on. Hmm. You know, we know we know Troy. I mean, Troy Aikman's old school. Hmm. He's old school. He's a cowboy, no man. And he was pissed off that he didn't get to call the Cowboys game. 
He's a cowboy. Should be noted, John Lynch came out of a Fox booth, former Hall of Famer, and went to be the general manager of the 49ers, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Hello, Dallas. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to help you out think, here, but Jerry's not going to listen. Think to it me. is. Think it is, man. If you look at the talent of the Dallas Cowboys versus the four teams remaining, is there really that much of a difference in talent? <sighs> not really. Cowboys are loaded with talent. Yeah, they are loaded with talent. Um, I don't love their defense as a whole. They've got a couple of good defensive pieces. Um, I mean, Diggs, for all the interceptions he's got, he also had a lot of wide receivers burn his ass this year. Uh, So he was kind of like um, all or nothing kind of cornerback. Now, Parsons, good. Lawrence, good. You could probably use another good linebacker. You need help in the secondary. But again, it's back to what we talked about the other day. The Cowboys have no identity. What is the Cowboys' identity? What are they great at doing? Just great. It's like, well, you know one thing. The Cowboys are going to run the shit out of the ball today and get 230 yards. No, there's not even a threat of that. Not Not a chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they don't take any accountability for their actions at all. So, all right, we spent like forty minutes on that topic, man. Um, thanks everybody for coming out. Smash the thumbs up button if you do not mind. I think we're all caught up on the super chats here, but we do got some other stuff here. Since uh, Tampa Bay lost, this actually could be the end of um. Tom Brady. Hold on. And he spoke about. Is he? Is Randy, Randy Gregory that good? What am I missing? What is he that good at? He put a little pressure on the quarterback good. every now and then. He's all right. Well, he's he's good. He's all he's right. Good. I'd let him go in free agency, but that's just. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. But anyway, um, Tom Brady, now that. um. The Buccaneers season is op- over with now. Lost to the Rams. Uh, he made some statements about his uh, his future. And we know after they won the Super Bowl last year, Tom Brady made it pretty clear. Yeah, I'm coming back. End of story. Uh, this time, not so much. Tom Brady says his thoughts are on Tampa Bay Buccaneers playoff. That's it. Not on future. So this second story that we got out there where Tom Brady is not committing to coming back. Now he does have a contract for next year and he would have to give back, I believe $16 million if he decided to retire, he'll be leaving that on the table. But um, it says here, Tom Brady said Sunday night that it was too soon for him to think about his future and that his emotions were still tied to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heartbreaking last second playoff loss to the Los Angeles Rams that have occurred that had occurred just minutes earlier. Quote, truthfully, guys, I'm thinking about this game, uh, said Brady, who rallied the Buccaneers from a 27-3 second-half deficit, only to watch them fall 30-27. to I'm not thinking about anything past five minutes from now. Uh, close quote. Now, I'm glad that he didn't get caught up in, in his emotions right there because, you know, players are going to say something pretty stupid Dat Prescott, if they get right. caught up in the moment. Right. 
So what do, what do you think of this, man? He's going to he's going to take some time. And I've already said I believe he's going to be coming back. I don't think he wants to I, go out like this. I think he's going to come back, too. However, uh, somebody that he's pretty tight with in the media, um, mm-hmm. he works for uh, works for ESPN now, used to work for NFL Network. Um, and he has covered he covered the Patriots, then he covered the Bucks. But for lack of a better way of putting it, Jeff Darlington is friends with Tom Brady. Even though he's a member of the media, he is friends with Tom Brady. Jeff Darlington was the guy that broke the news to the world that Tom Brady was going to the Tampa Bay. Was going to Tampa. That's right. Well, he thinks there's a pretty fair chance that Brady might not come back. And when Jeff Darlington comes out and says, look, you need to watch this Brady situation and this retirement thing Hmm. because it is an actual story to watch. It's not just he's going to need to take time off and blah. He's actually having to think about what he's going to do. Hmm. Um, This is is interesting. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this Hmm. coming at all because we got to remember just a few months ago, he was talking about playing to 50. Now, I think he was probably joking about that, but it just showed you that he really still wanted to continue playing. He had, there was, let's put it this way. At no point until the last two days, at no point Mm -hmm. had we heard any even fumes, fumes, vapors coming out about Brady considering retirement. And then all of a sudden, boom, this this caught fire yesterday mm. and took on a life of its own. Tom Brady has talked to somebody about this, mm. about the fact that he is literally, he doesn't know what he wants to do right now. Right. And I don't know, do you believe that he is, um, do you believe that he did not have fun the last part of this season, the last quarter of this season? There was part of me that when I watched him play, I was like, Brady just kind of looks miserable out there the last, let's say, quarter of the season. He just, something did not look right about Brady. Now, I don't know if, I do think it's odd that a lot of that coincided with all the Antonio Brown drama. Yeah. You know, I think But also, also, he was still, he was producing bit time in those final two games. Oh, absolutely. He was tremendous. Yeah, he was great. So, uh, yeah, so it's I don't want to say that it weighed on him because you know, he's been around a very, very long time. Now, Tampa Bay doesn't have the same culture as New England, but man, I believe he had so much fun the past two seasons in Tampa. He probably actually had more fun than ever because we've seen a different side of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So maybe this is more of who he is, where in New England, you know, they're kind of like, oh, you know, uh, all shuts, gee whiz, kind of got. No, right. this Tom Brady is pretty kind of different. You know, even he's going out there putting Tony Romo on blast uh, for what he's what he said, took shots at Peyton Manning, too. This is who he really is. So I believe he's really kind of having fun. He's He's got a voice. 
now. He didn't yeah, have a voice yes. when, he was, when he was in New England. Now, I'm going to tell you what's crazy, but let, let's say this out loud. The NFL MVPs of this season, without question, without thinking about it, in, in whatever particular order you want to put it, are Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and both theoretically could retire in the same at the end of the same season. But I'm going to tell you this. I talked ah. about this on Sports Wars. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to leave Green Bay. And we were all saying that the Tennessee Titans are the best situation for him. So if he hops over, retires to go to the AFC, who is really going to be in Tom Brady's way from a quarterback position in the NFC? Not a whole lot right there. If he goes somewhere we, in the AFC, I don't think it's Tennessee. He's going to Pittsburgh. I was, that was my next option right there. He's going to Pittsburgh. The Steelers. Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Mike Tomlin. That's another he one right there. He loves Mike Tomlin. He loves Mike Tomlin. And I yes. think one of but one the of, most ready team to win a Super Bowl that could use a quarterback to me is Tennessee. But Pittsburgh is right there too. Pittsburgh's got a really good defense. They got a good young running back. They got Juju at wide receiver. I mean, um, I think one of Aaron's problems is, and he he definitely felt that way with Mike McCarthy. Now, I, I think he has a little more respect for Matt LaFleur than he did Mike McCarthy. But let's be honest. I think Aaron thinks he's smarter than both those guys put together. He probably needs a coach that he depth that has the most respect in the league. Like he like if he went to Belichick, he ain't outsmarting Belichick. He, at least he won't. And he knows kind of think that way. Yeah. And he knows it. And I think, you know, he came out and made some comments a while back. He really likes Tomlin a lot. Like that's Mm -hmm. one of his favorite coaches in the entire league. And I think he looks at Tomlin and he's like, boy, any guy that can take a team that doesn't have even a, let's be honest. Big Ben wasn't good this year. He wasn't good. No, no. He, he took an average quarterback, and Tomlin still got them in the playoffs. Still. Yes. He's he's sitting back going, Tom, Tom, he's a big Tomlin fan. So mm-hmm. we can't ignore Pittsburgh in all this at all. No, I'm not, I'm not going to ignore Aaron that. Rock, so. With Aaron Rock. You're yeah. right. You're right. I mean, Tennessee – Tennessee would be pretty pretty wild. I mean, they are they are built yeah. and ready to win. You're right. Yeah. Uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers should look at Tennessee a little more. Maybe so. Uh, Adam Washington, $5. How many more Super Bowl rings do you think Brady will have if he doesn't retire? Now, I said yesterday, I believe next season is going to be his last season. How do you actually feel about that? Who, Brady? Yeah, I believe next season is going to be a, no Brady. Okay, because super the the super chat was how many more Super Bowls do you think Brady will have if he doesn't retire? Now I believe he's going to play one more season, and that's it. And that'll be the age forty five season. He's been talking about that for years. Tampa Bay is uh they're in a little bit of a a salary cap bind too. Um, I think. 
you know, something we may you be know, thinking about. You know about. he'll restructure. You know he'll restructure. What is Tampa Bay going to do in the offseason? I think he's going to want to sit down with Bruce Arians. He's going to want to talk about what is their game plan from a player personnel standpoint. Um, I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back for next year. But I got to tell you, I'm like you. I think next year may be the year. I think, I, I that think that's the year. year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So how many more Super Bowls will he have? The betting money, if I was a betting man, I would say he stays at seven. But being a Brady guy, there's a real shot he can actually win that season. Because if they know, if he goes out and tells Tampa Bay, this is it for me, maybe they'll try to do whatever they can to to get it done. And I'll, I'll give Tom Brady a, if he comes back, I'll give him a good 40% chance he'll win the Super Bowl. And that's hot right there. Hmm. What do you think, Rhodes? It's so hard to predict those Super Bowls. <laughs> Look, with Brady, nothing would surprise me. If he went out and won another one, would it really shock me? No. But if I'm betting or if gun to my head, he won't win another one. He's got what he's going to get right now. Hmm. That's, that's, that's my feeling. Now, could he maybe even get to the Super Bowl next year? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. some of these guys he may end up having to play in the AFC. I I, I got to tell you, I mean, if I went into a the Chiefs, AFC has the heavy quarterback hitters over there. If if I had to go into a Chiefs Tampa Bay Super Bowl as this Buccaneers team is constructed right now, um, it would be hard. Yeah, exactly. Godwin's a free agent, you know, now he was out and they missed him really bad. Mm. Just kind of like Antonio Brown, you know, um, I don't know. I don't think he wins another one. I don't. And you know, mm -hmm. I pull for Tom, but, uh, um, yeah, right. Right. I, I just say no, no. All right. What? The artist formerly known as Woke Hogan, $10, uh, WTF are the art makers. What, what are the art makers, uh, smoking? Vegas has the Jets at plus 500 to trade for Rodgers and the Giants at plus 700. I'm a Jets fan, and there's zero uh, chance we could do that. The Steelers, Colts, and Titans should get him. Well, first of all, it wouldn't be a trade because Aaron Rodgers could just opt out. Can he so, opt out? I he ain't thought going it had to, those, to be a trade. I think, no, he's, no, I thought he signed a one-year deal, and he would able to be able to leave. I don't know that the actual conditions of his contract, but I believe that's the way it was. I was thinking it was a two year deal, but he can leave after this one. Um, and he can, right. they can't they, franchise they that. Have an opt -out. Let me see if he's got an opt out. I, th I think, I think he does. I think he has an opt out. Okay. So there were three years left on his contract entering 2021. However, the deal is now a year shorter. Rogers renegotiated his contract and turned the, 2023 season into a opt out. I don't think that's right. I think you're right. I think no. it may be an opt out now. No. Yeah, it's an opt out after this year. We're both wrong, actually, I think. Okay. Uh, um, let me look. 
Uh, Big oh, T no. says contract oh, ends no. in 2023. Potential opt out 2022. But I don't know if they mean after 2022 or before the 2022 season. They have it listed here. Here, let me let me do a um, screen share right quick. Okay. And I'll show you how they have it on Sports Track. Um yeah. Okay. So there's 2021 right there. They've got this potential opt out in between 2021 and 2022. I would assume that would mean he could opt out now. Now. Yeah. Like like when this league league year quote unquote ends. Um, because I believe that I was the only reason why up. he came back. It looks yeah. like his contracts. Up. I remember. I remember that. I remember that. Somebody brought up the Colts. Okay, that's not a bad call either. That's that's, not a, that's bad, a good. That's a good call that, right there. Yeah, with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean that that would be. Um, I still wish the Niners would trade everything they got for him for, because I think he'd play three years for them. But you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll yeah. we'll give him give him Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We'll we'll sign Gardner Minshew to be our backup and we're good. Let's go. Let's roll. Hmm. You know, okay. that's his Let's that's move his childhood on. team too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on, man. Let's let's talk about right. NBA point guard Hall of Famer John Stockton. Because John Stockton is the most well-known player to ever play at Gonzaga University. And guys, John Stockton, the relationship with Gonzaga now, apparently is in the toilet because that, they have now canceled his season tickets. Why, you may ask? Because he refuses to wear a mask at games. No, I'm not making this up, guys. Good. They have taken away his season tickets because he will not bend the knee and wear masks at games. Now, where's Gonzaga? In the People's Republic of Washington State. Right. Yeah, you know where Free Seattle, Washington is? Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's by um, Seattle, but you get the point. John Stockton's defiance of COVID-19 mask mandate forces Gonzaga to, stri- to suspend NBA Hall of Famer's season uh, tickets. Wow. This Dumb this is buck. crazy. He says More. here, Stockton said Gonzaga athletic director uh, Chris Stanford notified him of the university's decision in a conversation the Basketball Hall of Fame point guard described as congenial, but also not pleasant. Quote, basically, it came down to, it came down to, they were asking me to wear a mask to the games and being a public figure, someone a little bit more visible. I, st- I struck, I stuck out in the crowd a little bit, Stockton said, and therefore they received complaints and felt like from wherever the higher-ups, they weren't discussed. But from where whatever it was higher-up, they were going to have to either ask me to wear a mask or they were going to suspend my tickets. Now, Rhodes, we talked a little bit about something offline because 90% of people are wearing what? Those uh, cloth uh, blue masks, right? Right, 
guys go and look and see what the CDC has said about those masks. Now that is the science right there. Dr. Fauci. There's a study out there. We talked about it on a members live stream. We're not even going to risk it and even talk about it on this live stream here because there's no telling what YouTube would actually do. Right. Do your own research guys. But at this point, why are people wearing masks at games? Why? That we have seen that that's the issue. I, I saw somebody, well, if that's the rules, he ought to have to wear it. Well, why is it a rule right now? Why? It's because in these certain states, it's part of a political agenda, and that's why people are fed up with it. Yeah. People, people know it's a it's political not about agenda. it's not about science, it's about control. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why people are are banging back at these kind of narratives because it's got nothing to do with anything that Fauci or somebody else has to say. Mm. Um, And of course uh, I'm not going to go into how I feel about him on this channel, but um, Mm. it's political theater. I mean, come on, this is, this is all about co-signed Joe Biden, Mm. all the crap that goes along with living in that area. Let's just be real. If, if uh, John Stockton would have played at LSU, this wouldn't be an issue. It, it wouldn't no. be an issue, it, you know? There's a reason why Biden wants to send out, what? what is it, 400 million N95 masks? Yeah. yeah. Because the exact same thing that we can't talk about right now. That's yeah. the reason why. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty eye-opening but yet been around a good long while revelation from the CDC. If you go look at their website. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you guys remember, if you guys remember what Fauci said in 2020, I believe a reporter had asked him, uh, should you, should we be wearing masks? Fauci said, no, says no. And the CDC's, how can I even say it? The CDC's study, Basically, that's what Fauci said. We're not going to dive into the reasons, do your own research, because we're not giving you medical advice, mass advice, any of that. Okay, but this is ridiculous, man. This is absolutely ridiculous that they have these people all wearing masks still. It's it's insane. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, because you, you can still get and transmit the virus. But well, anyway, let's it, move it, on. It's all insane. I just I just had somebody that will remain nameless literally uh send me a message and say that somebody close to them was not able to take their spouse in the doctor's office today with them because of the Wuhan virus. Their spouse could mm-hmm. not go in. Two elderly people, mind you. Really? Could not go in. Yeah. Here in our state, by the way, you know what? I went, I went to um to the doctor with my wife um, this past summer. Delta going on, and she went back there. Then a lady asked me, "Hey, you want to go back there with her?" I was like, "Oh, I ain't think you guys will let me." <laughs> they let me back there. Yeah, yeah. I went in with anytime Melissa's had to go, I went right in with her. No mm-hmm. problem. No harm. No yeah. foul. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's move on, man. Um, Bob Costas, oh. as you guys know, the, uh, as you guys know, the, uh, the winter Olympics, 
are going to be starting in the People's Republic of China. But Bob Costas has some hard words for the Olympics being held in China. Check this out. Bob Costas, the Olympics deserve all of the disdain and disgust they get for going back to China. How about that? Veteran sportscaster Bob Costas hammered the IOC for their appeasement of China as they prepare to launch the Winter Games in Beijing. The Olympics are expected to be a highly restrictive affair between China's limits on press uh, freedoms, uh, Wuhan virus concerns, and the limited number of spectators that will be allowed to attend. CNN's Brian Stelter spoke to Costas on Sunday to get his thoughts on how NBC Universal will handle uh, these storylines along with China's human rights abuses when they broadcast the games next month. Costas began by torching the IOC for hosting the games in China in the first place. Now, I'm reading this here pretty fresh, guys. I don't know what he's actually going to say, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty brutal. He says this. Uh, we should uh, preface this by saying that no one could have anticipated COVID, no matter what the what the venue is. But the IOC deserves all of this, all of the disdain and disgust that comes their way for going back to China yet again. They were in Beijing in 2008. They go, they go to uh, Sochi in 2014. They're shameless about this stuff. Wow. And so this takes place not only amid COVID, as did the Tokyo Games of a year ago, but as you mentioned, the restrictions on press freedom and the sense that everyone there is being monitored in some way. It isn't just NBC. Any network that broadcasts big sports events in is simultaneously in a position and quasi-journalistic at best. You're reporting a news event and what surrounds it in the case of the Olympics isn't just what's confined to one game in a stadium. You're reporting an event, but you're also promoting the event. So are, is he saying basically they're promoting Chinese propaganda by holding it there? Yeah, yeah. In other words, he's saying um, uh, foul on everybody involved for shining a light on China, period. Don't shine. Look, and, he, and it's kind of weird, but if you read between the lines here, he's talking about not only their restrictions on freedom of speech, and I'm sure maybe he will get to the human rights issues, but uh, it sounds to me like He's throwing some blame at China over COVID. Am, am I going nuts here? That he's actually putting a little um, responsibility on China over COVID. He said this takes well, not where, a, where 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 did COVID come from? Uh, it came out of China. Yeah, Wuhan. Yeah, I yeah. believe okay. is yeah. Wuhan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that um, that'd be Wuhan <coughs> lab. Um, but. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. It sounds like Costas, and I wonder if this is Costas. Why Costas is not going to do the Olympics this year? You know, he, I don't think he's doing them this year. He handed off the hosting duties. No, probably not. To uh, Mike Tarico. Mike Tarico's taking well, over. Yeah, yeah. If he goes yeah. over there, he may disappear with these comments. <laughs> You're right. Bob Costas may never be seen again. That's right. Um. 
odd. I'm going to tell you, this is this is pretty. This surprises me though, because Bob Costas has been pretty batshit woke lately. He has. He's been pretty woke, and he's been uh, carried on the leftist narrative pretty strongly over the last couple of three years. Great baseball guy. One of the best baseball announcers ever. I grew up uh, listening to him on NBC. But um, pretty pretty strong remarks from Bob Costas. Uh, I don't think anybody should be going to China. Do you, Mr. Matrix? I don't. Uh, I don't no. think we should. No, no, we shouldn't have any business dealings. And at the end of the day, the Olympics is a business. Sponsors will make money. Shame on those sponsors for sponsoring the Olympics and uh, co-signing everything that goes on in China and all that China has hmm. been responsible for. Uh, the thing is, this is the third Olympics look. in China since since uh, 2008. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder the why. The third time. Wouldn't be because they have so much power, would it? Wouldn't be because they have so much power and influence, would it? Over other hmm. countries and people involved in the IOC? There wouldn't be any underhanded dealings there from China, right? Right. Hmm. Interesting. I, I mean, I'm, Interesting. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, come on, you know, China's got funds. Um, we won't get into that, but yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting that he yeah. actually came out and said it. I think that might be the most surprising thing is who said it. We, we all know the reasons they shouldn't be in, in China, but, uh, Bob Costas actually saying it is pretty surprising, actually. Better call hey, uh, John. Bro, you may want to bounce out and come back in. You are like way out of sync. I don't know if you're. Oh, am I? Okay. Bent time. Yeah. Uh, Giants Nation uh, for $5. What's up, boys? My question uh, is Do Bonds, uh, A Rod, Clemens deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? Let me let Rhodes back in. Better? Are you here? Better? Well, that's st- that's still some kind of delay. You're out of sync a little bit. It's it's anybody it's, else know notes in the that uh Rhodes? I, I may be because as the rain starts, the internet will get worse here. Oh yeah. 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 Well we're gonna we're gonna try to wrap this up uh pretty fast. Um we can talk about the Greg Popovich thing, then uh wrap it up. Okay. 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 Um but uh, Giants Nation for $5. What's up, boys? My question is, do Bonds, uh, A-Rod, Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah. These guys are all MVPs. Bit time. They all deserve to be in. Now, the problem with A-Rod is, is that he actually tested positive while he was playing. A lot of writers are going to hold that against him. But at the end of the day, man, that guy was so talented, man. He He won, what, three, four MVPs, something like that? Yeah. His talent yeah. was insane. He deserves to be in too. But I, I can see why people may not want to put him in because he did test positive. Let's not just stop there. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire should be in too. So I never thought that Sammy Sosa was a Hall of Fame player. Uh, I mean, he's a guy. I, he's one of those guys that struck out a whole lot, man. When when did when all of a sudden did we get big on morality in baseball? There's been cheating in baseball since no, it started forever. It's been Forever. the most it's been the dirtiest sport ever. And I love I grew up loving baseball. I like baseball, but it's a dirty mm-hmm. ass sport and always has been. Somebody has so been they, cheating they, doing something. 
Whoa, what happened? Outkick has been suspended oh, on YouTube. No. Oh, I wonder if they went after Clay Travis because I was watching him the other day, man. I was like, oh, no. Is he? Um, oh, let me see here. Let me see here real quick. What? Because I know he was talking about some virus stuff before. I was like, man. Um. Uh, what what'd you what'd you hear this at? Did Clay Travis tweet out something? They got one upload from two days ago. But they take the weekend off, don't they? For the most part on YouTube. Yeah, but they still they still upload stuff. Unless they already had stuff. Um, Clay Travis. Um, he's been tw- he's been tweeting for a while. Yeah. Oh, he said butt sets to mention it on their show. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah, it if he has, it hasn't broken uh into the news sphere yet. So Yeah, must be. Yeah, he I'm not saying anything that he's actually said. Um, we had another super chat though. Um where was it at? It was from Giants Nation. No, we did that one. What about Pete Rose? Yeah, Pete Rose easily. Not even a question. No questions asked. Put him in. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. All right. Um. One more topic here, and uh. Oh man, this guy, Spurs head coach Greg Popovich, Rhodes. It's time for this dude to retire. He should just go into politics at this point. <sighs> yeah. Well, I can still hammer his ass if he goes into politics. So yeah, go ahead, Greg. Get jump into politics. Maybe you can mm-hmm. run in 2024. Greg Popovich can run for the Democratic mm-hmm. Party in 2024. We'll get absolutely yeah. destroyed. Yeah. Check this out, guys. Spurs, Greg Popovich rips Republicans, as well as Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema for blocking voting rights bill. Let's be clear. This isn't a voting rights bill. Lord. This is an election overhaul bill because guess what everybody already has voting rights everybody. who is not being able to vote who's only, not being able to vote that's what only, i want to know only people that don't have a legal id to my knowledge in this country and and look even in some states um even illegal uh immigrants are voting now or they're going to let them Oh, yeah, they and the shouldn't. People's Republic of New York City. Correct. In local Correct. elections, they're getting sued on that, too, because yep. that's completely illegal. Uh, but anyway, Spurs, um, San Antonio Spurs, Coach. Oh, that's your phone? It's gone. Okay. All right. San Antonio Spurs, Coach Greg Popovich, hasn't been shy about discussing hot-button political issues. On Sunday, before the Spurs game against the Philadelphia 76ers, anybody knew that I was playing? I didn't. Uh, he took aim at uh, Democratic Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema 
who voted with Republicans to block the advancement of a sweeping voting rights bill that was supported by Democrats and uh, Mr. Joe Biden. Um, the, it wasn't about the voting rights bill that uh, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin were voting against. They didn't want to abolish the filibuster. Right. Right. They actually support the bill, but they're not going to do it and uh, abolish the filibuster because if they do that, that would actually have opened up a whole new can of worms. The vote Wednesday night to end debate on the bill was shot down uh, 51 to 49. I thought it was 52, 49, but anyway, oh, 52, 48, actually, with every Republican voting against the bill. Uh, Popovich's uh, comments come after being asked about Juneteenth becoming a national holiday. Why are they asking him about Juneteenth? <laughs> what does that have to do with the NBA? Oh, yeah. this is what this is what the media does. They lob them up so the wokesters can knock them out. I mean, come yeah. on. Good but, God. But he says this, quote, as many have said, it's been time, it's past time for hardball. Popovich said the Republican Senate uh, will just not participate. They just will not. So whatever can be done needs to be done. And Cinema and Manchin, uh, they get it, but they don't get it. They know what's going on. They understand, but they are, but they are more important things to them. And it's damn selfish and dangerous to our country. <laughs> Popovich continues to, the discussion about inequality during a nine-minute session with report. A nine-minute session with reporters, and he's talking about this and not the game. Okay. Quote, it's ironic, but as much as the community of color has been oppressed and uh, degenerated, those are the people who try to save this uh, damn country from itself, Popovich said. It's just ironic to me. Every time we take steps forward, you get the backlash. The fact that the voting rights issue is the is in the situation it's in is just mind-boggling to me in one sense because we've already gone through this back in the 60s and we know what the Supreme <sighs> Court did earlier in gutting it. But it's it's like we don't get it. It's like maybe there wouldn't be a democracy if it wasn't for black people. Oh. A virtue signaling liberal. Rhodes, what in the hell? Who was mainly, let me know this. Who used the filibuster to try and stop the 64 civil rights bill? Democrats. Yeah, that would be Democrats. Correct. Democrats. And Democrats. they failed because they had way more Republicans vote for the civil rights bill of 64 than Democrats. The same with the uh, 65 voting rights bill. Oh, by the way, you guys didn't know that, right? Democrats didn't want that to pass. This, this dude is a clown, man. Everything he just said at was, this just, point. was was a lie. I mean, everything. He, everything. He's out, out there just lying. Just let me get on camera and just start spitting mm -hmm. lies about how. You, uh, you know what? If you ask a guy like Greg Popovich, who is not able to vote, who who's not able to vote right now, he he wouldn't be able to give you a good answer. I mean, we're going to get around to voting day, and obviously the police and the National Guard is going to come out in every state around any kind of, if they believe that there may be black people living in an area, they are going to obviously surround that area. So they cannot get out of the neighborhood to go vote. 
There's obviously going to be police and National Guard voting, all, uh, blocking all voting locations, uh, not allowing uh, black people to ever, ever get in and vote. Oh, yeah, I'm a secret liberal. That's right. <laughs> oh, funny. Never going to let them get in and vote. Uh, it's unbelievable, man, that this keeps happening, that this keeps happening. That, that people go out there and continue to spread this. But there's an air of desperation now. Why? Yeah. Because we're heading into what in uh, November, Mr. Matrix? Midterms. Midterms. Mid-terms. It's, man, it's looking so bad for Democrats. This is the only reason why they're bringing this up. Yeah, because, because the polling say, shows they are in serious trouble. What did they have to, what was the card they had to play last year? The coronavirus. Well, guess what? People have yep. figured that out now. Pe- pe- people have che- checked out on that. They checked out on that. We're good on the coronavirus. Now, okay? now they got to come up with a false narrative that black people can't vote, which is ridiculous. Stupid. Well, they're anyway. going to get blown. They're going to get uh, blown John, out during the midterm. So, good luck. Yeah. Uh, John's Nation five dollars. Greg Wolkovich is mad because Tim Duncan retired, and he's been irrelevant since. Uh, so he has to find some way to be in the spotlight. Yep. He hadn't done nothing since Tim Duncan retired. Nothing. Uh, but I believe, let me check our Streamlabs. I don't think we're, we got anything. Yep, I think we're all caught up, guys. Um, I think that's going to wrap up the show here. I uh, appreciate everybody coming out. Any other final words, Rhodes? Negative, Ghost Riders. The pattern is full. I thought I'd remind everybody of that before we signed off. Yeah, good old Robert Bird, man. Robert Byrd, Democrat, the exalted Cyclops. <laughs> oh, I mean, boy. And, and look, Joe Biden and him weren't just homeboys. That was Joe Biden's mentor, his political mentor. Okay, he was literally, Byrd was literally the emperor to Darth Vader. Uh, that's, um, that's literally, Are you, if you're voting Democrat, do your research for crying out loud. My God, stop it. Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm done. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap up the show. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. If you would like access to the full show, click the join button to get access to all of the previous uh, live streams that we have. With that being said, guys, we're getting out of here. We'll see you tomorrow.